This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hi, and welcome to Talking Banter, the official dynamic banter after show. I'm your host, Brett Register, and today we're talking about episode six, which was appropriately named Bees. So much to unpack here, but before we do, I want to introduce you to my guest. I'm I'm excited. I can't believe we got him. Owen Carter, thank you for being here with us today to talk about Dynamic Banner. Oh, yeah. Happy to be here. What is your... So, so you're the disembodied voice that is... You got a lot of ear time this week, but what's your official title on the show? <laughs> I don't know. I was... I thought you were the editor. No. Okay. Steve does all that. I don't really do that much. You're just you're like the sixth man I'm on like, a basketball team. I'm like quality control, you know? I feel <laughs> like they're just like testing shit out on me. You you just re you just re listened to the episode? Do yes. you remember what you said the first time you were referenced? In the episode? Yeah. What did I say? I try well the new uh, the new podcast I've been keeping it to a minimum of of your engagement, yeah, because people got really pissed on Cloverfields that I was un, unintelligible in the background. So this time around, I've been trying to like save it. Well, there's a third microphone. What's stopping you from just being on the podcast? Because it's not my show. It's okay. not my thing. No, that's a good answer. Yeah, I uh, I'm listening back through Cloverfields. Before we get into six, we should go to five because we weren't on the air last week, mm-hmm. and there's a lot to cover. Um. Steve got a new audio setup. Yep. I could not tell a difference in audio quality. <laughs> and now I'm going back and listening through Cloverfields, and I'm, I still don't notice a difference. <laughs> but I, I notice his ins- his excitement level is higher for the the he, mics and the setup, which he makes feels me better happy. about it. Yeah. D- is there a difference? Because you're like, you know, technical. Yeah, technical I advisor. I really know. You're the tech. You're the official technical it's advisor. It's just people talking, and as long as it doesn't sound like garbage, it's <laughs> probably fine. <laughs> but it, but you know, if you, it's like when you wear like a nice outfit, you you walk more confidently. You know, <laughs> so it's know. good for the content. Okay. Yeah. See, that's that's good insider information well I'm, uh, I'm i'm sitting right over there usually before we get into breaking down the episode i had one big problem with this episode one gripe mm-hmm. if you will okay and it's not that steve talked about bees for 40 plus minutes um are you but, sure that's not a gripe no no that was totally fine okay but at the end of five steve and mike said the next episode would be all about vidcon and it w- it wasn't. Uh, there was no mention. And I really I value continuity and dynamic banter. <laughs> so if they ever listen to this, they should know they got to pick they got to pick that ball up in in seven. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I, I think, assumed you were also upset. No, I think the best shows. Uh, I know I'm Breaking Bad and stuff. They they their biggest philosophy was like mind your history. You know, really play off of what you've established. It's almost more important than what you're establishing at the time. Yeah. It's how you use it as it goes on. So, yeah. They, yeah. Little, sounds like a little bit of a fumble, but I th- I think they could pick it's it up. It's still early in the show, though. Right. You just got to pick up that ball and keep yeah. going. Yeah, you know. Um, okay, let's get into the good stuff. First of all, I'm going to start with the end. 
and that History Road came back. What is it like scoring an episode of History Road? Uh, That's a good answer. Next question. Uh, what does Mike Falzone do during a History Road? When it started off, he was doing like sound effects and stuff. But but that's over. Yeah, the last last. Well, there hasn't been a history road for a while until the other night. Right. Well, I thought there wasn't because you were putting the kibosh on it. I no 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 not at all. I'm just at work or busy or whatever. Okay. Like I intend to be here for those things. Just the last couple haven't worked out because of things like VidCon. Mm. But we don't know what happened at VidCon. I would so. I would love to have talked about VidCon. Yeah. On yeah. this episode of Talking Banter, yeah, but we're gonna point. have to save it. We're gonna have yeah. to save it. And uh No, no kibosh. I love Love it? All yeah. Right. I, I played uh a, f- a couple of Halloween shows with like an improv group and stuff that were it's really fun, that kind of like live scoring. Is that true? Thing. Yeah. Yeah. What is that what did that entail? Uh well they do like the they would establish like a half hour of like improv based off of like a premise or something and it was like an audience. But it was only around thing. Halloween? Yeah, it was like their Halloween show or whatever. So it always like whatever the suggestion for the audience was, it would like evolve into that kind of horror movie. Okay. So I got to do like different like old like organ style things or like eighties synth, like Friday the thirteenth kind of things, you know, depending on what the improv And thing you had was. no idea at that point that 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 aspect of your life was gonna come back in such a huge way. No, no on, idea. On during history right? I know. I know, right? It's you, crazy. The littlest thing leads to the most massive thing that's ever happened in my life. It's crazy. That's that's a great story. You should write that down in narrative and submit it to be read on the podcast. Interesting. Yeah, right? Get a, like a transcript of what I said and then have someone like say it. Right. Yeah. That'd so be good. Do that and uh, email it to... Oh, do are talk we gonna... and banter with no g at gmail.com <laughs> it, talking, it technically has talking, an apostrophe but you don't need to type that for talking the banter with a g was taken <laughs> so you had to get talking banter you know i'll be honest i didn't even try it with a g i was so committed <laughs> to the apostrophe uh that i didn't even put it in there <laughs> i get it now did the group only do it on Halloween, or did they do it throughout the year and you only got invited for Halloween? I don't know. I only got invited for Halloween. They might have done it all year round. Can you find that out for the next time you're on Talking Banter? We're, the I whole need, point I, of the, Talking we Banter to is to cover the bases, so I get it, and I will look into it. because okay. we, We're here to answer all the unanswered questions. Good. I think that's all the, the gotcha journalism. No, that's not true. I've got another one. So Steve... Uh, did a, a series of Snapchats about bees uh, that you described as art, according, according to him. According to him. And uh, I didn't see that Snapchat, and I was wondering if you could just explain it to me in yeah. depth. Ha- uh, happily. Okay. Now. Uh, I didn't say it was like art, like the way you would describe like, oh, the Mona Lisa, that's art, you know, or, or it's it's not one of those... I didn't say it was art. What I said is... <laughs> Have you ever seen a Snapchat that is art uh, for a point of reference? Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> well, this might count then. 
Because what I said is that I felt like he really had a grasp of the medium. <laughs> like, this is, for, for someone who's skilled in the brushstrokes of Snapchatting, mm-hmm. he's, he's very skilled. He's able to use that medium for all it should be. You said all that? I, I, you could have just, just called it art. I think maybe I just did say okay. I said I think it I think I said something like this is art in your your in the medium of Snapchat. If if Snapchat is a medium, like you're an artist with this. So yeah. So that. what happened in the snap in the series of snaps? I don't I don't really remember, but I think at the end there was a pic, <laughs> a bunch of pictures of bees and it was funny. It was more of an it emotional was like a, response. It was a long like rant, and then it ended with a a bunch of cartoon bees. <laughs> I actually would like to see it again because I don't. I, it's funny that he brought it up because I don't really remember. Well, Steve said he's going to post it, so <coughs> I know. But Steve lies about Fingers a lot crossed. of things. <laughs> it sounds. It sounds about right. He's, Steve Zaragoza is a liar. Often. All right. Well, I feel like we're getting lost on one thing. We've got so much to get through. So much. Um, a lot of B talk. A lot of B talk after a lot of talk about getting pulled over, and. Having paid attention, I, I'm not totally sure how one fed into the other. Um, but being here, being here, being here, um, were you a interested in learning about this B knowledge? <laughs> B disinterested in all the B information, or C not paying attention? Mm, no, a lot of options. Uh, There's three. <laughs> three. Three options. I was interested for a while, but at a point I did leave the room to smoke a cigarette outside instead with the door closed and not listening. Did you feel lost when you came back? No. there was. I felt like it got really covered, like plenty. Um. As the technical advisor of Dynamic Banter, did you feel the need to step in and move on from the B talk? That's interesting. Did you ever even consider? I don't know that I've ever had to step in, but it's definitely on my mind. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I feel like it's like with a lot of the things we do. Sometimes you just let it, the camera roll mm-hmm. because we can now. It's not You're not worried about burning film and money and right. stuff. <laughs> Uh, and so sometimes magic happens, sometimes it doesn't, but that's why there's editing, you know? Do you think that they should focus on one topic moving forward? Hmm. I don't exactly know. I don't know what I want from the show because it's kind of, it's entertaining when they're, they're focused and it's entertaining when they're not. So, you know, we're, I think we're getting, I don't think we, we should put them into like, any sort of box. Yeah, right? Like, they're so funny and so imaginative and so interesting and creative. Right. I just can't wait to see what they're going to come up with next. So I say let it go. Steve Zaragoza and Mike Falzone are the funniest, most creative, original people I've heard in my whole life so bees when i first saw the episode on my phone i thought it said beer and i was like this is going to be interesting because steve doesn't drink 
But speaking of the future of the show, and I know we've got a ton to get to with this episode, but back to five, it was revealed that all this commentarium talk, when are we going to see, hear the commentarium? What's the movie going to be? And they fucking have already dropped the pilot episode of commentarium on Cloverfields. That's why I went back through and started listening to it. It was like a sneak attack. Yeah. Yeah, right? So... I'm surprised there hasn't been a commentarium. Well, that was my next question was going to be, so we got 10 Cloverfield Lane. Which is amazing. And that's that's in-game because Steve confirmed that on the last Dynamic Banter. Right. So that is officially... He didn't say Cloverfield. It's part, I felt like it's, Cloverfield was actually the first one, but... He confirmed... I don't want to question... He confirmed it's a commentarium. Steve. Okay. Yeah. So... We don't have to be like fans calling it that. That's definitely commentarium episode one whatever the hell right they're calling it yeah so episode two and if you know feel free to break the exclusive um when we're getting episode two and what that movie might be um oh i i have no idea but we you know we've got a lot to get through so we'll move i i would offer information if i had it but i don't so let's keep it going because we got so much to get oh through. yeah we can definitely move on i mean you clearly know the answer to that question. And You're I'm dodging ha- I'm it. happy to um, answer all. I'm not a, I'm but, uh, honest. Okay. So, got to talk about bees. We got to get there. So, oh. I've got I've got some bee notes here. And uh, I want to I wanna quiz you a little bit to see how close you're paying attention. Oh, okay. All right. That's a good game. If you smell a banana, what does that mean? <laughs> Is that the smell of their attack pheromones? I literally just wrote there's a bee nearby. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. Mm -hmm. When is the only time that a queen bee uses its stinger? When it's fighting other queen bees. That's correct. That was a really good one. That was a tough question. I chimed in on that part of the conversation, if you remember correctly. Oh, did you? <laughs> so I, I definitely was, at least that part, I was fully participating. you got to come to the microphone if you're going to. No, no, no. <laughs> During dynamic banter. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I don't feel like it's appropriate for some reason. I don't know. I like that you're off, off mic. I'm, I, it adds mystery, right? I'm just sitting on the couch playing Tetris, and I don't, I can't be bothered. I mean, I've seen the room, so I know what it looks like. But people who haven't, it's fun to imagine that you're just in like a black box, and you're the only person in the crowd. You're the <laughs> only person there for the show, and you're just yelling out your opinions. Um, okay, next question: What happens if you hear a cricket? You're a cricket. Oh shit! I I believe you get a ticket. That's amazing because that was a trick question. That was a total. That was a left field trick question. Uh, I'm super. I'm super impressed. Did you and, see uh, Rhino Ball's tweet? Hmm? No. Oh, I don't know that Brett's familiar with Rhino Balls. I think this is going to be a whole extra element to this podcast. Rhino Balls is a sensational. I'm excited. Uh, 
uh, supporter of ours, and he's got the sense of humor, and he he nails it from time to time. You know, like he's got the <laughs> like we all. I hope do. he supports this uh, after show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, where the fuck is Randall Balls? I got it. Yeah, yeah. Take your time. This is um. People Ryan, are in their cars. Ryan Furrow. They can't really go anywhere at this point. Do you think most people listen to the, something like this in their car? I listen to dynamic banter in my car. That's what I was saying earlier. Is that I felt like Mike was talking directly to me because I was dri- driving across town in traffic. Oh, uh, yeah. As the B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Condo Check this unpacked. out. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Rhino Balls? Yeah. You being quiet as a cricket? <laughs> no value can take it. And, and who's oh, the so orga- I wrote the question wrong. Who's the organization? NSTSC3A59538.com. Oh, is that the National Highway Traffic and That's incredible. That's that's Rhino Balls on Twitter. You will become familiar. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't. I I cannot wait. Um, so <laughs> that went on for a long time. What, uh, what is your traffic stopping stories? I felt like Mike was really neglecting to divulge. I want to hear what, when he said that, related you know, cause sometimes your car is on fire. I wanted to hear that story. <laughs> Did he get pulled over once in a car that was on fire? I'm so curious to know. We can only speculate. I mean, I right. I mean, there's not. We did get the whole story about him driving the the band but that, around because he wouldn't ask the bassist I, because his name is in the band, which, which I think is which, actually it's great. Yeah, it's I'm great. totally for that. I learned. I feel like I know Mike better because of that story. You know, right, right. You, but, but at the same time, what was with the car on fire? I've got to know. Well, tours are crazy. My brother was on tour for most of his you adult think, life. You think Mike was like a rock and roll touring band? <laughs> Is that not the case? <laughs> you think Mike's got some real li- life on the road stories? Well, my brother would. T- so my brother uh, had a band like right out of high school, and they would tour up the East Coast. But it was mm. like staying in really questionable motel sixes. Like he would tell me stories that right. they were they were like free HBO was displayed on the sign outside. But when they got in, he would turn it on the HBO channel, and it was clearly someone had v- like recorded on a videotape HBO from their house, and was just playing <laughs> it to all the rooms. <laughs> want to watch my videotape of hbo it's free <laughs> and there was one where he uh the, there was they advertised for a pool so they all got their bathing suits on and went down there and he was like it was completely empty with nothing but like a little puddle and a dead cat and he was like <laughs> so those are the types of tours so i imagine okay, mike was okay. on a a tour of that stature i feel like it was a weird it, this is just my interpretation mm-hmm <laughs> I feel like it was like a New York thing where he's like, he lived technically in Connecticut, but they would drive into the city, but it's probably only like us driving from the valley to downtown or something. What, uh, have you heard any of this music? No, we have not gotten into Mike Falzone's (laughs) music. What kind of music is it? I don't know. So it could be anything. It could be. It could be like new wave ska. 
It might be. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. It probably is. That's uh, really... no. I'm I'm very interested to to know about Mike's musical abilities, and it's never come up so far. Ah, oh, God. I feel like the after show is like serving a purpose. There's a. I hope this is being referenced. There's a lot to unpack. Oh man, there's so much. Okay, so yeah, I, I, that story I think took the place of finding out why the car was on fire. But but going back to my brother, they always have crazy stories. I feel like there are crazy tour stories that probably resulted in you know interactions with the policia. I bet and, he seemed uh, a little coy. You know? I mean, he was like, "I've gotten a lot of tickets." Yeah. I think I've been pulled over like three or four times total, me personally. Right. And I remember every one of those yeah. infractions. I feel like Steve was too distracted thinking about bees to give a fuck about Absolutely. what Mike was saying at that moment. I, I think he could have gotten a lot more out of it if he didn't paying attention to his co-host. I think that's the case for a lot of dynamic banter. That make, you know, it... it it, no, I'm not. I'm not criticizing at all. It's part of what makes it so fun, you know. When you feel like you're understanding the characters as it's happening. Now, do you like that Steve chose to do research throughout the podcast and had the air of discovery when finding out about bees, or would you prefer him to come prepared, knowledge in hand, PBS style? Steve's infotainment. Steve's only good when the camera's rolling, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> So no, like his his sense of discovery. That's that's what makes it great. That's okay. why he should be doing that all the time, every podcast. What I liked about all the bee talk was that Mike had the story about the bee that essentially attacked him at Crave. Oh yeah, when he was what, flying through. So this is wait, this is in continuity. This feels you're like mixing a, it up. Wait, what? The Crave was the June bug from episode five, <sighs> but he referenced it. Right, because Steve scared of bees. This was this really felt like a two-parter, huh? Right. This is they've been building to this yeah. episode. Yeah. People probably yeah. listen to this and think it was a one-off. Right. But it's been building. Like Steve talked about, he wouldn't get the bug out of the pool, and that yeah. Bree yeah. didn't want he didn't want Bree to think he was a pussy. You know what else we learned in this yeah. episode? Mike's dad, not a pussy. That's right. That was an interesting piece of information. Yeah. Something else that probably could have been unpacked, but uh, all the bee talk. It was a lot of bee talk, huh? It, well, <laughs> there's both a lot to unpack and then also very little to unpack. Because <laughs> if, once you cover bees, uh-huh. you're out. I could, sp- you know, we could keep spinning spinning the bee plate, but I, I want to... There was a lot of nuggets in, in her, intertwined. It's almost like you're saying all of that, for all of the bee talk that took up most of the episode... Mm-hmm. It doesn't leave you with a lot to discuss. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, f- Mike put it best in the podcast. There's a lot to unpack, and that's what we're here for, and that's what we're doing. Oh, for sure. So what I was I was trying to get to the story of the wasp and the pants leg of Mike's father. Oh, yeah. I think it was a shirt. How does that happen? Hmm. Should I be nervous about that in my day-to-day life? Because <laughs> I am now. Right. Now I fear like putting on shirts and pants without thoroughly investigating yeah. so say their you inhabitants. Like, you look up on the wall and there's okay. a spider. Sure. And you just uh, instantly you're like, 
oh, when I had the window open for a few hours, it probably crawled into that little crack in the window. I think, how long has that spider been here? And while I was sleeping, was it just walking across me? Right. I think, I don't know why, I always think that. Yeah, for That's sure. always my go-to. It's yeah. like, shit, there's, there's spiders in here. I like to live in a world where there are no bugs in my apartment. But yeah. Bugs the, are tough because I want to be cool and like not care. You, like you want to be like a cool guy? Yeah. Or you want to be like, we all like are co-inhabitants a, in case both spiders become sentient yeah. and yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're, you can explain yourself. We're all alive. Okay. Let's enjoy it. Whatever. Okay. But then also, like, it's a spider. There's a billion spiders. So I'm going to fucking crush it because I don't want to crawl my face when I'm asleep. Right. Because sleeping is the worst because you could wake up and not be aware. Plus, we're of the age that arachnophobia was a terrifying movie. Oh, my God. That ruined it for a lot of people. Uh, some When I lived in Phoenix for high school, there was a lot of Mormons. Sure. Well, one of the fun things the Mormons did. Uh, it was like a double date where they bring a girl, a couple girls over because they could only go like like on double dates or whatever. You sure. Know? And so they pulled everything into the backyard, the TV and stuff, and would set it up in like a creepy part of the backyard with like spider webs and what shit. What kind of TV? Well, back then, you know, it was four by three. But like an old tube TV? They dragged it yeah. out of the house? Yeah. And set That's up. That's interesting. With like spider webs and shit, and they would watch arachnophobia. You stay outside. With the girls. And I think like, well, I thought you were gonna say they were projecting it on like a big screen in their backyard, and you lived next oh, door, and we're like, I, fuck, what is that? It, when I went to high school, it was 1996, which right. is 20 years ago, and there were tube TVs. You still had those sweet some. The, the rich people still had those uh, fresh projectors with like the three big the th- lenses that the, would just the red, shoot blue, RGB, and green. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You know, they you could have rich neighbors. Yeah. They had 12 kids. They couldn't afford that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. So they put the tube TV in the midst of a bunch of spider webs to watch arachnophobia? So, like, to watch the arachnophobia with the girls and like get them creeped out. And so they'd like get scared and want to get close. I don't know. It's, no, it's interesting. I was... Uh, it's a fun idea, right? Well, because I was brought up religious uh, adjacent. Oh, yeah, me too. And... Yeah. Um, and we would not go now. to like not uh, now. Halloween was always uh, was always like they want to acknowledge it and they want to they want you to be able to celebrate it so you're not a weirdo. Yeah. But it's like Satan's holiday or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, our church would have like a Halloween fun get together and we would go to like haunted houses and stuff and yeah. they would like just try to put it in like a Christian perspective. Uh, um, but it was more just like the, all the cute girls from. Uh, church are going to be there so you go and then after they they brought us back to like a rec center or whatever at the church and played like all these old alfred hitchcock movies so like the first time i saw the birds was like at this church halloween oh, thing shit. and uh and i think back on that i'm like that's so bizarre <laughs> like that's such a weird i think man i can't imagine that like did your mind get blown like 12 different ways that day? Absolutely. Right? Yeah, when you because... look back on it and be like, that was the point where I was like, oh, about like everything. Yeah. Really beyond movies. that, it was like at the last haunted house, I was like holding hands with the girl that I liked. So it's like a win-win situation. Oh, yeah. And that was like the fucking goal. So once you get the handhold in, then you go back to watch Creepy Birds. It's just like... <laughs> Like high school relationships are so beautiful and simple and like the smallest little right? thing. And they're they're they have such a like sharp they're like milk. They have such a crazy expiration date. 
Like if it goes longer than a couple months, it's it's terrible. Like yeah. stop. Like move on. You need to grow up with your life before you make any decisions. But it was like so simple, right? It felt so innocent. Right. But I have this like I'm saying all that to say I have this really positive um memory of the birds because I was like watching it in this like specific environment with this girl. But it's like the church was trying to be like, listen. Halloween, they're gonna they're gonna celebrate it. The sex, you know, everybody's gonna be doing weird stuff. <laughs> the we sex. Want, uh, I was gonna say the sexist, but that's not right. <laughs> the secular culture mm. in in Christian, they're always talking about the secular culture. Right, which means not Christian. Secular sounds so evil. Right? Yeah, it sounds like you don't want to be secular until yeah. until you reach a certain age, and it's like all you want to be. Is, it's like is pagan. Secular. Yeah, pagan's been fucked into like. Pagan sounds like like goats, and you're burning because it's death. it's been associated with like sadomasochist whatever pagan rituals, you know. Because right. if you were pagan, you weren't Christian, and so you were fucking like evil or whatever. Yeah, pagans worship like the holidays, like the seasons, right? Like the sun and how the grass grows and what's what what season it is. And it's like that's. You're, That's. I think I'm okay pagan, with pagans. But it sounds yeah. bad. Right, secular it's sounds been bad. Associated and now for it's so apparently long. sexist. Now I'm like, bad. I think I'm basically pagan, and it's like, oh, you fucking Satanist. Right. But okay, I, fine. I just think it's funny that their hope was that I would leave with the memory of like, oh, let me put this in context, and you know, Jesus died for our sins. But my takeaway was, <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock is a genius. <laughs> And I think me and Lindsay are dating because that's all it took in high school. If you held someone's hand, you were officially like a thing. I'm definitely sure now that I'm straight. <laughs> I don't have to go to that camp. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I think a, a church sleepover thing uh, was when I saw Spaceballs for the first time. And The Firm. We <laughs> no. watched both of them. The Firm is... What? Yeah, we watched The Firm. Mm, you should have watched Pelican Brief. <laughs> That seems like the more church appropriate one, right? I, I actually, I think that one is PG thirteen, and the firm's is R. R yeah. yeah. Well, I know because I wasn't allowed to see R rated movies until I was seventeen, right. and I had seen the Pelican Brief, and I'm like, is there more of this? Was, and my well, dad's like, there is, but not until you're seventeen. What was your first R rated movie that I was like allowed to see, or no, or that I watched? Yeah. I don't. It's harder for me to remember like which one I watched, but I remember the first one I was allowed to see was Dead Man Walking. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like so inconsequ- inconsequential and lame. <laughs> I know a lot of people's are like Terminator Two. Yeah, right. And I wasn't. That like my older brother yeah. was able to see it, and he wasn't seventeen. Right. Yet. My cousin was allowed to watch every fucking horror movie. Right. Like, well, oh. now I have I have a two year old, and I I question you know my decisions because the other thing was I always thought like if I didn't know them, they weren't my friend. Yeah. Or like when I got older, when I was like in my twenties, if I saw a kid who was like sixteen who had seen some like I remember some kid was talking about that he'd seen Eight Mile, and I'm like that kid shouldn't have been able to see Eight Mile. <laughs> like that kid's a piece of shit. He doesn't need to see the Eminem movie. He needs uh-huh. to learn who he is first. So uh-huh. I don't know. When I'm, are like, you gonna... battling with that? I I remember. Well, first of all, I snuck uh, at my friend's house. His parents had rented, and it was still there that the next day or whatever. When I was ten, we watched Backdraft. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I and they were like having sex on top of the fire truck. I thought that was pretty. And then the guy, the burn guy, flew through the windshield of the car. That was pretty creepy and cool. I remember um, that movie, Blown Away. 
uh-huh. with <laughs> was coming out <laughs> and i wasn't allowed to see it because it was art and so i read the novelization and then i read the novelization <laughs> of backdraft <laughs> So it wasn't until way oh, later why in life. Did novelizations of those movies exist? <laughs> I didn't go back and watch Backdraft until like way later well, in my anyone, life. And I'm like, this is what this was about? Well, could any person... I guess you got something out of it because you couldn't see the movie. Right. What could the any novelization person get of out blown of the away, novelization though. of Blown Away? <laughs> That's so pointless. <laughs> I read a bunch of them. Like that's how I yeah. first. That's the market. Understood that's like who Total Recall to, for sure. and like yeah, some yeah, other yeah. ones. Total Recall, so I mean, genius. You think that time. read yeah. the novelization? Oh, there's shit. so much more there. <laughs> now it does feel like a thing. Back well, when I was a kid, I was like read the novelization of The Mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, after I saw it, I was like, this is the greatest movie that's like, ever been made. The puzzle book that had some of the plot from Ghostbusters too. Oh yeah, in it. yeah. Oh, I, mean, I was talking about that because the new Ghostbusters is coming out, and I'm like, my last truly great memory, like the highest <laughs> high that I might have ever been on, with the exception of like marriage and kid and like real life, uh, but like totally superficial, was walking into the theater to see Ghost- Ghostbusters 2. two. Like the poster was outside the door, and yeah. I got popcorn, and I was like, fucking losing yeah. my mind yeah and i was one of the few that was like that was incredible oh like, yeah what a marvelous movie yeah um but it's interesting with the new one coming out and everybody is not um the trailer looks good it doesn't look good yeah. it's exciting to have an all-female ghostbusters but it doesn't look good um it's exciting to have all, female anything right and so everyone's like oh you know like they were gonna make a, a sequel or remake or whatever yeah um but most of my friends hated Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2, okay. Ghostbusters 1, Dan Aykroyd is a maniac, okay? That's where it all starts. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is an insane person, but he's lovable. Mm-hmm. But you got to get to know him. Right. So you got your Dan Aykroyd insanity. Then you bring in Bill Murray, who loves Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. And he's your the audience surrogate for the first movie. Sure. That's why when he, like, we all remember when Slimer's attacking him in the hallway and he screams, because up until then he's been real cool, and when he screams, then it's like, oh, shit, these ghosts are scary, too, and it's like, that that makes the whole thing work, right? Right. The second movie, he doesn't want to fucking be there. He's not in the uniform or anything. There's a scene where they're, the three of them are going, we're going down to the sewers in our Ghostbusters outfits, uh, you want to come? And he looks back at Sigourney Weaver and she goes, no, and he's like... Sorry, guys. And like walks off, and they go to dinner instead. <laughs> it's, but don't I? I just the second one feels like uh, they know what they're making after the first one. Yeah, but like, the first one's just like it's a right. You got that sequelitis, like. Yeah, it's just like do the same thing. The again. first one's like this is just one of our fuck around things. Like before that, they did Blues Brothers, which blew up, and before that. Or around then they did neighbors, which was awful, you know. And so it's like they just they they're not all going to be great. You just do one of you just like you make the next thing, and you always make the next thing, you know. Right. Something in Ghostbusters, I think by the time it was like coming out, they knew it. It like had hype and shit, but they weren't, you know. That was when you just everyone was coked up and being creative. I don't know. <laughs> I I just yeah. I mean, I have very fond memories of that movie, and then like amazing, amazing. It was uh, it's one of Turtles little... too. Secret of the Ooze, I have oh, yeah. uh, 
<laughs> did you go to Pizza Hut and get the flip books? Oh, shit, no. Oh, man. So for Turtles 2, if you got a personal pan pizza, they oh. would give you a flip book that would have a small scene from the movie. Oh, shit. And there was four different flip books, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Turtles. Right. Yeah. And they each had, like, one of them was like the scene when he jumps out and, and uh, defends the pizza boy at the beginning and, you know, some other shit. Kino. Um, Wow. Well wow. done. Um, but I love thinking about that now because I'm like, there's so much There's so much for every movie. It's like you go to YouTube and you All see the trailers shit. and clips and everything. All and the then I shit. think back to, to him in T2, Secret of the Ooze, when I'm like flipping this fucking book to be like, they're advertising and then it, it to the children. Face. Yeah, right? <laughs> they, 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 they did. They had toys for R-rated movies and stuff. Oh, man. Kids better. are going to like this. There's a better time. <laughs> It was like the best thing to do now is like Game of Thrones, Funkos. That's all they get. um, If I was a kid, what would you imagine being like 10? Your parents like, okay, you can watch Game of Thrones. Oh, man. It would be the divide in high school. It would be that thing where you're like, it would be like some of you have seen it. I've and just, some of you haven't. Yeah. And you, there's like a total division just it's based like on It's like discovering that. masturbation. <laughs> you just see it. There's just a glow about somebody. And it's like, up, oh, he's in. Yeah. He can come sit with us at the lunch table now. Um, My dad was so excited to show me R-rated movies finally. Oh, yeah. I mean, because... I well now I know like now having a kid I see it a little bit mm-hmm. even though he's so young I still mm-hmm. see it I see how it breaks down it's like there's a point at which because he can't see it you can't see it sure and so it sort of like breaks the dads down like, <laughs> God damn I just I just want to see sudden death uh-huh. I know it's not going to be good but you know my da- I, I want to know what Van Dam is up to uh, uh, my dads were like Die Hard Aliens and Predator three ones we had on tape that he like was so excited to show me when I was old enough or what like after like, I, Jurassic I had like Park seen all those on USA or something like my dad would be like oh, yeah. oh this is a good one yeah sit no, down and watch like, this this was like okay the girls my sisters and my mom like they're going in the other room we can watch die hard oh, like nice. full violence whatever <laughs> it was it was exciting he was excited to show me like whatever it was kind of like a bonding thing kids are totally desensitized now with the youtube and everything like there's no way to protect them i don't think at this point yeah right i feel like it's worse it's worse for them i would rather have like the the magic of it a little bit i I get like not being able to see yeah like not being able to see halloween and shit until i was older or whatever you know yeah just a few years of that thing when things are special it's like drinking it's like like becoming 21 almost Uh and i yeah it's like you know i think i think i want that for kids these maybe, days. but the older I get, the more I like wish I hadn't wasted all my fucking time being a dumb kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, youth is wasted on the innocent, but it's uh, or the uh, on the, the young. young. Yeah, I'm that, I'm fucking terrible with my quotes that's today. From it. It's a wonderful life, uh, but it's true. But also, I mean, it's like I'm there's sure nothing you can do. It, but I remember that old man. That I really think did. just like every other father, like how do I let my son? How do I instill the information in my son yeah. so that he knows? that none of this really matters and that you can just get get as much out of it as you can and enjoy every <laughs> second and don't worry about the fucking history test. Right. And, uh, you know, someday it, you'll be 30 looking back on those do, I days. never even thought about that. How do you say, like, none of this shit really matters, but, like, work really hard and get good grades and, like, what? Well, I'm definitely going to be like, don't sleep with any girls because you get them pregnant and this yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. So you're going to want to wait till it matters. Yeah. 
to risk it. There's, there's too much shit that can get fucked up. But we have so much to unpack. Listen, I think I'm I think I'm at the end of my notes. I literally think we unpacked oh. every piece Great. of this episode of Dynamic Banner. For a first episode. And a little bit of episode five. For our first episode, I think we might have just hit it out of the park. I feel right pretty good about this. I yeah. think if you if if there was any questions left unanswered and yeah. DB, we covered them here. What if DB. should we have people ask us any more questions? Oh my gosh, I would love if we missed anything. Yeah, please let us know. If yeah. you want to hear anything different from this official dynamic banter after show. Let us know I'll get, using the I'll, I'll, uh, hashtag talking banter. No G. No G still Steve, in the hashtag? Steve keeps talking about how great hashtags work. Uh-huh. So talking banter or or you can uh, tweet at the official dynamic banter. We are, we're, we're, wa- we're watching. So we're we'll watching there we'll too. We don't it. have access. We don't have access, but we're watching. Uh, we'll, uh, I we'll just realized that I should probably have been about this close the whole time, and I was way back here. I'm all, I'm also having that realization. Yeah. Um, maybe, but maybe next time. This we'll is episode get it right. this is episode one of We've, Talking Banter. I've I never think, podcasted before. Have you? Oh uh, no 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 oh. no absolutely not. Uh, You're not just until a fan. this moment right now. Speaking of podcasts, mm. you either have another podcast coming out, or you had a podcast that just came out. <laughs> That Steve teased. This is this is the end of covering dynamic banter. Is at right. the end of dynamic banter, mm. in the basically credit post credit scene of dynamic banter. Oh. Steve teased the next podcast, which was not named then, but is named now. No. That's right. Do you want? Do you want to? Re- do you want to reveal that name right now? Um. Do you remember what the name is? I don't really remember the name. <laughs> It has something to do with the first time. What is it? It, it feels like the first time. It feels like the first time. Yeah. Rewatching Lost. Rewatching Lost. But expert level commentary. I I'm really impressed with our work so far. It's I can't wait till people get to hear it. We got a couple episodes done already. Me too. And it's sort of like if you uh it's going to be one of those that if you you got to listen to all of them. You gotta cover you gotta the, get into the extended universe. Yeah. Yeah. The extended, extended cinematic. Zaragoza, oh, the EZU. We talked about it. Right. The extended Zaragoza universe. Yeah. Yeah. Is is a real thing. It's happening. Yeah. And you don't you don't want to miss not one of these Iron Man sequels, or you're gonna be left behind. And you right? don't want that. Right. You don't want that. So uh, better listen to all the podcasts, watch all the sketches on SourceFed. That's right, table talk. You yeah. gotta listen to them in your yeah. car and then watch them during your lunch break. <laughs> Only one a week now, so it's a lot more powerful. <laughs> um, <laughs> so feels like this first time is gonna air normally Mondays. Normally Mondays. We did decide that, right? I don't know if it aired on Monday this week, but yep. normally Mondays. Yep. So it's a Monday morning, get you going, work's going to be tough, you're dreading it, you had a nice weekend off, and uh, hopefully this helps. Yeah, why don't you should take a trip to a tropical island in your mind. Oh, that's good. And revisit Lost with these gentlemen. It's nice that they're on the beach in that show. It really is. It feels like a vacation. It's very pleasant. You got the waves crashing and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I like to, I need some sort of pineapple type drink. Yeah. For the next one, I think. Yeah. 
It's it's that's a smart getaway as opposed to being like a terrible place. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Owen, Owen, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, I'm happy. Uh, thanks for asking. This was this was a real pleasure for me, and I hope I can convince you to come back another time. Hopefully, that'd be great. I don't get to talk that much. <laughs> well, at least not into a microphone. Right. All right. Well, this has been uh, talking banter, the official dynamic banter after show. Now it's official. I'm uh I'm Brett Register, and we will see you next time. That was a headgum podcast.